You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, April the 29th. 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith, coming at you after a series split for the St. Louis Cardinals against the Philadelphia Phillies. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Be sure to download the app on your iOS or the beta version on Android devices to get in on the action. Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. Uh, Weird, bizarre, Awkward uh, series for St. Louis this past week um, as Cardinals earn a split with Philadelphia after falling in games one and three. They pick up wins in game games two and four uh, with Carlos Martinez and the KK Kim starts. Lots of interesting things that we could unpack here as we as we look at this series. Um, I'm only going to look at the past two days. Uh, Dan Wilson and I, host of Locked On Phillies, will be doing a, more of a series recap on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Cardinals, uh, the crossover edition there, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, just kind of a, of a bizarre day, a bizarre series. And I'm going to kind of start with a recap of the last two days with the obvious situation of the Genesis Cabrera incident, if you will. Um, for, for those who missed it, I don't know where you've been, <laughs> but for those who missed it, um, Henderson Cabrera came in in the sixth inning, I believe it was, of the game on on Wednesday. Um, yeah, it was the sixth inning. First pitch, hits Bryce Harper in the face. Second pitch, um, hits Diggy Gregorius square in the back. Harper exits. Gregorius, I believe, stayed in the game, uh, at least for, for the running appearance. And... Cabrera stays in the game as well, which I was was kind of shocked about. Not that Schilt should have taken him out. Like, he should have, but he literally couldn't. His hands were tied because of the stupid three-batter minimum rule. Um, but nevertheless, stayed in. Warnings were issued to both sides. Joe Girardi understandably lost his mind. Um, he's pointed at Cabrera, th- wanted to throw him out, and then the umpire was like, well, you're gone <laughs> instead, right? Um, so I understand Girardi's frustration. I really do. I mean, you're arguably one of the top hitters and hitters in baseball, and Bryce Harper just got hit in the face. Uh, thoughts and prayers to him. Also, I'll talk about what of a class act Harper is in just a moment. And then a quality shortstop from Didi Gregorius gets plunked to the next pitch. You don't. Your guys doesn't do anything wrong, and then they get you get tossed, and warnings were issued before you could do anything about it. Totally understand his frustration. I think that this frustration is a little bit more warranted than David Bell's frustration was because of the 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 seriousness of the of the events, but either way, th- this is a, it was a scary situation in Philadelphia on, on Wednesday night last night. I, I was definitely I watched it live, and I was it was it was kind of scary. You know, say what you will about Rice Harper, we can debate his talents all day long, but you never see want to see anybody get hit in the face like Bryce Harper did. Not scary. There, I'm sorry, not pleasant stuff in the slightest. So, so that happened last night. Cabrera gives up a base hit to McCutcheon on the very next batter. Cabrera just simply didn't have it. And for John Heyman to tweet out that they should send Cabrera down to the minor leagues because he is uh, incompetent or un- uncapable, I forget which phrase he used, but uh, I'll look it up as I talk so I don't uh, misquote him. But for, for him to say that, in my opinion, is just absolutely ridiculous, and I tweeted that out. I mean, that is a stone-cold, ridiculous, 
borderline moronic take. I mean, I don't want to be too disrespectful to the guy, but that that that's a ridiculous take for John Heyman. Um, the, the official tweet by John Heyman, Cardinal should send Hennessy's career to the minors. He didn't hit Harper or Gregorius on purpose, but he's not competent enough to be in the majors at this point. Um, th- that That's ridiculous. It was a freak... Um, it was a freak injury. I, I get, or a freak lack of control, rather, I guess is the way to say that. I, I get that. It, but Cabrera has said, I think Ben Fredrickson tweeted out, eight of 240 batters were hit in Cabrera's timeline so far. And you, you, there's just no reason to send somebody out of the minors for one freak accident. Girardi wasn't happy. He got tossed, understandably. Philadelphia guys were upset, understandably. And I'm not trying to defend what Cabrera did, but I am trying to say that that was clearly... 125% unintentional. I mean, he was distraught after that. Just absolutely distraught. There's no way that any of that was intentional. Should he have been thrown out? Probably. I mean, that, that's definitely a discussion to be had. Uh, but nevertheless, um, he, he wasn't. And, 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 you know, Cardinals and Phillies move on. Um, and it, it is what it is at that point. But... Um, yeah, I just think that that was a bizarre moment. And to kind of finish up the point on the hit batsman and that whole saga today, game goes smoothly for the entire entirety of the game. And then in the ninth inning with two outs and nobody on, the uh, pitcher uh, Hector Neris, or Nervous, or I'm sorry, blank on his name, they pull, pull it up real quick. Um, Hector Neris, yes, hits Arenado square in the back. Was it intentional? Maybe. Was it payback? Probably. Um, with two outs, nobody on. Doesn't really do a whole lot of damage. I would have loved Tyler O'Neill to send one out of there right after um, Arnado got hit. That would have been a classic ending. But uh, warnings were not issued. Schilt barks at the umpire a little bit, but Schilt ends up getting tossed, actually, and he confirmed it in his postgame, uh, for arguing balls and strikes. Um, umpire... I thought had a wide zone the entire night or the entire afternoon rather. Um, it was consistent for the most part. You know, I didn't have a problem with consistency, um, but that was a pretty pretty significant zone for for major leagues. You know, I'm a high school baseball official and or umpire rather, and and basketball official, but umpire. And you know, obviously the strike zone at the high school level is a little bit different than the strike zone at the major league level, right? Uh, but I thought that the major league strike zone today was a little large. Um, and again, if you're going to be consistent, be consistent, no problem with it. Uh, but Schilt uh, took, took exception to some of the calls and got tossed. So to make a long story short of all this, it's bizarre. I'm, they're, they're, I am glad that the Phillies and Cardinals don't play anymore uh, just because th- this could have been really ugly, similar to what Schilt said in his postgame, uh, that this could have gotten real bad real quick and every side handled it appropriately. And when, when he used appropriately, I don't see that as in the proper – Proper ways of just being respectful and everything. Like, Girardi got pissed, right? He was mad. I think appropriate would mean, like, it was an appropriate response and you expected that response. That response was was warranted from Girardi and from uh, from the from the, from the Phillies. Uh, I understand the, the upset, um, to be upset there and everything like that. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. First segment, talk about that. And, um, yeah, it was just a bizarre situation. And like I said, happy that it's, it's over and happy that we can move on. I'll spend the next segment talking about uh, how the 
two games went. And then third, third segment, we actually have some somewhat breaking news as guys are going on the IL and other guys are being activated off the IL as I'm recording this on Thursday evening. Um, so I'll talk about that in segment number three. But first, I uh, just want to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. One of those sponsors is the Locker Room app. That is the show sponsor for today. Your Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me. might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on Cardinals podcast through our Locker Room discussions. Join uh, the Locker Room discussion by downloading the app. Now currently available on all iOS devices and some Android devices on the beta version. Be sure to create a profile link, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for latest league updates. Follow me at LJ Fastball to get notified when I go live. I know you won't want to miss it. I cannot wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Cardinals. I'll be sure to see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Rock Auto is a family business serving online customers for over 20 years. Head over to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, that's right, hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Wednesday's game. Uh, for, for kind of the, the breakdown of this. And we're going to start with Johan Oviedo. Uh, final line, five innings, three hits, three earned, two walks, seven punch-outs. Uh, you know, he didn't light, you know, wasn't lights out by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, you can only expect so much from a rookie pitcher, right? Or at least somebody that's in his first full year in the big leads this year. I thought he pitched he pitched well enough to win. He matched um, Vince Velasquez, who was the starter for the Phillies, and at the end of the day, especially for a guy like Johan Oviedo, that's all you can ask of is to keep your team in the game, uh, give them a chance to win. Oviedo was able to get out of a couple jams. Obviously, it wasn't perfect, but he was able to get out of a couple jams and limit some of the damage. And it, it was an okay showing for Oviedo. I think I don't think that anybody expected him to, to light up the world. He definitely has the potential and the capability of doing so. But, um, but yeah, I think... That it was a quality start. I mean, you know, not statistically, but overall, I think that was for the most part a quality start. And then Cabrera struggled, um, like I mentioned, um, hitting a couple batters and giving up the one earned run. Tyler Webb came in and pitched brilliantly, um, got a sacrifice. We have a sacrifice fly, then got out of the inning, pitched himself into a jam in the seventh inning. Helsley comes in, gets out of it. Miller, Ponce de Leon finish up the night. Uh, Miller is also in the news a little bit. I'll talk about that in segment number three, uh, going on the IL. Um, but yeah, solid night from the bullpen for the most part, uh, other than Henesis Cabrera. And I think this bullpen has, has shown it, its upside. You know, Miller was definitely sharper Wednesday than he was uh, today. But nevertheless, this bullpen was still sharp for the most part. And where they weren't sharp, they were aided by some defense. Still in Carlson with some nice defensive plays. Uh, as well as uh, uh, Nolan Arenado making a diving catch and 
Offensively on, on Wednesday, it was a lot early and nothing else. They scored two in the second and one in the third. Um, those two in the second came on a Tyler O'Neill home run, and the one in the third came on the Paul Goldschmidt home run. Tyler O'Neill's been pretty hot since his return. O'Neill had a, had a three for four performance on Wednesday, and then skipping ahead to today just for a moment, uh, O'Neill he was 0 for four with three strikeouts. But to, you know he's still been pretty pretty hot for the most part uh, coming off of his injured list stint, um, and I think that he could be really dynamic and. He's not the only outfielder option now that for the Cardinals. That uh, Cardinals have some options, have an option coming back. That's the final tease I'll do for the uh, final segment here. Um, but nevertheless, offense was, it was kind of non-existent. You saw Carlson, Goldie, and Arenado all get hits. O'Neill had three hits, and other than that, not a whole lot to speak of. Edmund with another multi-hit night. He went two for four. Uh, but you know, DeYoung really struggled. Williams is struggling a lot. Kisner went over three, not too concerned about him. But yeah, credit to the Phillies bullpen. Um, between Kinsler, Brogdon, Alvarado, Coonrod, and Neris, they all got the job done. And I really thought that it was going to be a mistake to bring in Alvarado to face uh, Paul Goldschmidt, lefty. Goldie hits lefty as well, traditionally, including this season. But again, credit to Alvarado. Got the, got the out he needed to get and uh, retired Paul Goldschmidt on a pop out. And, you know, I know Goldie homered earlier in the game, but he had two subpar at-bats that game, um, getting ahead in the count 3-0 one time and then getting ahead in the count in the last at-bat against Neris. Um, and he just wasn't able to, to come through on. And I think Goldie's going to – there's going to be a time eventually when Goldie and Arenado start to click, um, but we're just we're just not seeing it yet. So I think uh, offensively it was just a, an off night for St. Louis. Um, they went 0-6 with Winners in scoring position. So it was what it was. They, they turned around, and, and today they, you know, didn't provide a whole lot of offense. Offers from one through four, one through five in the lineup, uh, with three, four, five, seven punchouts in the top five. Uh, seven of the total eleven punchouts for St. Louis today. That's a problem. Top of the lineup can't go cold like that for an entire game. They just can't. O'Neill had a sombrero. Carlson had a multi-strikeout game, and Goldie and Arenado you know, with the strikeout each to to get to the seven there for for the top five. Simply can't happen. Simply can't. Um, the, 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 all these guys are too good to do that on a nightly basis. I'm not too concerned long-term, but that's a, that's a pretty pathetic showing, to be honest with you. I mean, to have all your hits be from the 6, 8, and a pinch hitter spot. They had two hits from Kisner, one from Sosa, and the big one from Carp that I'll talk about in a moment. But, again, top, top of the lineup did not get it done today whatsoever. But let's go ahead and, and talk about Carp. He, he was able to sit on a knuckle curveball. Uh, you talked about with Jimmy Hayes at postgame saying that he was almost 100% sitting on that pitch, um, and he was able to hit it out. Roman Quinn did his best to rob it. Great effort by him. And it just – Quinn looked like he had it in the glove, and then it, it fell out into the bullpen over the seats. Big-time moment for Carpenter. You know, as, as much hate as he gets, as, as much as I think that he probably sh- shouldn't even be – on the roster, except for his money and his pedigree, big time moment for Carp. Super happy for the guy because I, it really is a struggle to watch him suffer like this. It, it's a, it's a pain to watch him do what he's doing. It, it really is because I root for the guy. I hope he does well, um, but now especially with a certain outfielder coming back, his playing time is probably going to be pretty limited. And I'll, again, uh, I guess I have one more <laughs> plug for segment number three, but. Um, 
Yeah, I was really happy for Carp to get the three-run shot. Good for him. Good for the team. Um, at some point, homers for Carp probably shouldn't just be um, areas for curtain call. I mean, it shows how much the fan base loves him. It shows, or at least, how much the fans there appreciate him. It shows how much he means to this this city, this organization, and yada yada yada. But eventually, if you want to get a whole lot of playing time and want to produce, every home run can't result in a curtain call. I mean, they just need to become more more of the norm. But um, nevertheless, he got the home run, got the curtain call, had another big moment, and the Cardinals go on to win the game via a wild pitch with the extra inning rule in effect of the runner on second base, which I can't stand. I know that it benefited St. Louis today, but I still can't really stand it at all. I don't get it. I don't. I sure maybe it sped up the game a hair. I, I just. I don't know. Not a huge fan of that. I would much rather see the universal DH than I would the runner on second base rule. But nevertheless, the Cardinals were able to get the job done, win 4-3, and go um, yeah, with a sweep of Cincinnati and then split. So they went um, they lost two games in this homestand. So I mean, that, that's a successful homestand for the most part. Um, going going uh, five and two on the homestand, that, that's very good. You, know, you would have liked to see maybe squeeze out one more win against Philadelphia, but at the end of the day, you know, I'll take a five and two homestand any day of the week, and the Cardinals end, end the homestand going 13 and 12 overall right now, and they, they fly over to Pittsburgh. So I'll talk a little bit about this Pittsburgh series, and I'll finally uh, share the breaking news, which I'm sure most of you heard at this point, but also my thoughts on the breaking news coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is obviously in full swing, and you can track all of that action at betonline.ag. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on as I record, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 1010 is the exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, which is just around the corner, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They are the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for this perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, they won't be around for long, so get on the action now by searching the words 10 by 10 on BlueNile.com. So what is the big news that I've been hiding from you all? Uh, the Cardinals announcing that they've activated Harrison Bader from the 10-day uh, disabled list and recalled Cody Whitley from, our, from the alternate site. 
Adam Wainwright being placed on the COVID-19 injured list because of a family member testing positive, and Andrew Miller because of a right foot toe blister also being placed on uh, the injured list. Um, so, again, long story short, um, Wainwright and Miller down, Bader and Cody Whitley are up and on the team. Um, so, yeah, this is going to mean that Harrison Bader is going to get some playing time. Harrison Bader is going to be in center field tomorrow. All things, assuming all things happen the way that they normally happen, Dylan Carlson is going to be in right and Tyler O'Neill is going to be in left. We are going to see how it goes. Say what you will about Bader. He needs to prove himself more this year. Plain and simple. Like I said, plain, like there's just no other way about it. Like he has shown sense of it. The sabermetrics love him. He had a really good stretch last year for four or five games. He, he needs to prove it at a higher level than he has. I think he can. I really, really think he can. We've already seen O'Neill make massive improvements. Today's three strikeout game aside, Bader needs to kick it into gear here, if you will. Um, So I think that, you know, he's going to have every opportunity to start. I think for Bader, this is a make or break year. And I'll say the same thing about Paul DeYoung, who is off to a horrendous start. I think both of them are on make or break seasons, especially with the way the shortstop market is lining up and even the corner outfield markets in the offseason. Maybe Michael Conforto, maybe a Joey Gallo finds find their way over to St. Louis as you know Dylan Carlson seems to be capable of playing center field. But you're not going to stick Bader in the corner. You're going to put him in center, which I have zero problem with whatsoever. But nevertheless, we'll, we're going to see how this goes. Cardinal fans are pretty divided on the Harrison Bader topic and whether or not he should play or not, but... I will tell you this much, Matt Carpenter is not going to see much playing time anymore because you're not going to sit O'Neill a whole lot and you're definitely um, not going to see Mr. Um, Carlson take a seat. He's going to get every single opportunity to play. So we're going to see how the, there's no other way really for me to say it other than we are going to see how this goes. Talking about the series coming up this weekend, um, Cardinals take their first visit to Pittsburgh, who are 12-12, and 12, according to MLB.com, as I record here right now. John Gant gets to start against J.T. Brubaker. Again, according to MLB.com, they're not always <laughs> the most correct. First pitch at 535 tomorrow night from Pittsburgh. Gant looking up to build off his strong string of starts. And then on Saturday, game time is another evening game at 535. This one has... Jack Flaherty taking the bump against Trevor Cahill. And then um, on Sunday, a 12.05 start. Uh, it has Wainwright listed. It will not be Adam Wainwright. Um, it will, will – we'll see who it is. Um, according to uh, Katie Wu on a, on a retweet that she has, um, most likely um, Oviedo, uh, she, she thinks, will be making the spot, saying um, – as far as his spot, he was slated for Sunday, but pretty clear that will not be the case. Makes Oviedo's start slash the six-man rotation much more important as the team reconfigures. So we'll see who makes that start. Uh, but nevertheless, the health of Wainwright and his family are super important. So thoughts and prayers out to him. Um, but yeah, so I think the Cardinals have a pretty good chance to to sweep. <laughs> I really like the way the pitching matchups are, are lined up. I think that Gant can build off a strong start. Always love Flaherty. The question will be for Flaherty, can he pitch well on the road? But we shall see. That's going to 
just about do it for this episode of Locked On Cardinals. I do want to tell you real quickly about Locked On Today. Be sure to get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Um, be sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app where we get your podcast. I'm sure Peter will be head over heels covering the Locked On NF, or the NFL draft. Excuse me. So um, that is going to do it for me again. Dan Wilson and I will have a full series preview on our way tomorrow morning. Uh, but until I talk to you next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.